Well, yeehaw! <laughs> this is a very Texan thing instead of a Mississippi thing. Yeehaw, Mississippi style. What would that be? I don't even know. Yeehaw, Mississippi style? Yeehaw, Mississippi style. Howdy, y'all. Howdy, y'all. I think that's a, that's a yeehaw, Mississippi style. Well, okay, style. well, that's that's the start thing. Well, howdy, y'all. <laughs> this is the Elvis part. <laughs> Guys, we have two very special guests today. We have Grayson and Hannah. They are husband and wife who lo- who love who Elvis love Elvis so much specifically Hannah the real, but the real Grayson Elvis. through her the real Elvis and um, today we get to talk about the movie Elvis with them and it's a great time <laughs> yeah, I honestly was. like this is definitely already one of my favorite episodes just because there's just such a good energy and whether you've seen the movie or not. We don't really spoil a ton of stuff. One because it's it's Elvis. You, you probably know you most of it, anyways. Know what's, but what's going on? Uh, but if you haven't seen the movie, I recommend you see it. Uh, by this time, it's probably not in theaters. But you know, watch it on your television. Yeah, we did get it's a great. little. We got a little late. We got a little late in this one. But you know what? It's it's great, and I think you're really going to enjoy this episode with Grayson and Hannah. It's fun. You're going to love it. Uh, if you don't, uh, listen to it again, and then see if you love it then. Yeah. This uh, is, uh, I mean, this. Welcome to this is about movies. This is our podcast. We're terrible <laughs> at introducing ourselves and the the podcast. I'm Randy. It is what it is, and I'm I'm still Jeremiah. He's still Jeremiah. Yeah. Uh, we will say we do. Uh, we spoil anything and everything, but mostly just Elvis this but, time yeah, around. Yeah, mostly so. mostly this one we really yeah. don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't think this um, one is mostly about movies. So, or a movie, anyways. But uh, yeah, we hope you enjoy the episode. And uh, this is about Elvis. <laughs> it is. It is about Elvis. Well, is it? If like like you just start cursing in the middle of nowhere, we want to warn. You can tell people <laughs> Grayson just loses his mind. At about forty five <laughs> minutes <laughs> in, there's seventeen swear words in a row. Yeah, that's Grayson. Yeah. Just, uh, <laughs> you, know you might as well go ahead and warn him now. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> And then his wife was like, yeah, like piling on. Yeah, yeah, more. If this makes That's the episode, how much I love Elvis. Grayson's like the <laughs> nicest guy ever, so this is completely. <laughs> but I just became a completely different person when you're talking about Elvis, so. Really? Did you become a completely yeah. different mo- person when you were watching the movie? Oh. Like, did you, like, ask yourself, like, who is this woman sitting next to me? I think I've asked myself that for so long now that it's, <laughs> yeah, I just I w- expected it. I wanted to go see the movie by myself. Really? Like, I. Grayson begged me to go see it with them. Dude, are we are we recording already? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Uh, I just like this is stuff that we definitely want to be capturing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I have such a I'm so protective over Elvis. Yeah. Like we we were we went to the movies together to watch. Honestly, at this point, I have no idea. But we saw the Elvis trailer for the first time, and I I knew, obviously I knew how much Hannah was like obsessed and still is. And like I looked over at her, like oh, and as soon as we knew what was happening, and I looked at her. She was like, "No, I'm not. I can't watch. I'm I was, not watching I'm, it." I mean, I really was conflicted on whether or not I wanted to watch it. Yeah. So like, it took me a minute to like decide I would. Well, honestly, it was when you asked me to do this podcast, and I was like, "Crap, I have to watch." It. <laughs> <laughs> no, she comes in. She's like refusing to watch it. She's like, I love I was too much. I mean, I was already like on the verge. So when you said that, I was like, okay, God, is this confirmation? (laughs) (laughs) This is confirmation. This is the Holy Spirit telling me to go watch Elvis. I mean, I I asked multiple (laughs) times, like begging Hannah, like, okay, we need to watch because it's not that I didn't want to watch it. I didn't want to watch it with anyone. 
I wanted to watch it by myself exactly. because if yeah. anyone said anything bad about him, I was just going to mm. get up and leave. Yeah. Like, <laughs> she, I knew that Hannah was coming in with so many like biases and like, you know, bias. It's just the truth. You even said the word bias and she's like, it's absolutely Excuse not. Me. Excuse me. No, you take that back. I'm telling you, this is, I was thinking honestly for anyone else's sake too, like it'd probably be best for me to just watch this by myself. <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I was worried she was going to get mad at me just for sitting there watching it with her. You're like, that movie was like a 9 out of 10. She's like, take it back! <laughs> no. Grace, well, I can hear you breathing. Can you stop being so disrespectful? <laughs> oh, you would have killed the lady in the movie with us. You oh, gosh. She, her and her husband. And her husband, anytime anything happened, he, like, had to comment to her I don't know whether it happened or not, whether it was slightly different. And mm-hmm. then, like, like at normal talking volume in the <laughs> movie. And I was like, I was like, they're old. That's all right. But my pet peeve is answering your phone. Oh. And her phone, the text message noise went off about a thousand times. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I could not <laughs> handle that. And they're, then. I think yeah, Hannah right. would have murdered someone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I might that would have actually. In yeah. that, while we were watching it. Oh, we saw it early enough. It's It's been a few weeks since we saw it at this point. And, uh. Yeah, like when we went, there were still a decent number of people. There was a lot of people And it there. wasn't just like old people. There was this one little kid that Grayson pointed out to me close to the end of the movie that was on his phone and did, had just been playing a game. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, the disrespect. <laughs> <laughs> you have no idea what you're watching right she's now. Like, she's like, Grayson, block this kid from my view. <laughs> yeah, I literally, I was like, don't tell me if you see anything else. <laughs> it's making me mad. Well, near the end of the movie, her phone went off. And what's the most annoying ring you can have on your phone? Oh, Not any of the default tones. You get that message tone where it just loops a thousand times in a row. So it was like that tweet or tweet noise. It was like tweet, tweet, tweet. tweet. <laughs> and it, it went on like a thousand times. Oh, And no. like the movie, the movie's coming to like it's crescendo yeah. end or like it's sad little end. And she's like digging through a purse. And mm-hmm. so it's getting louder as she opens her purse. Mm-hmm. And it's still going like she doesn't know how to turn oh, it off. My gosh. And then she answers the phone. Like an old person. She goes, hello? <laughs> no, the movie's ending. It's it's almost over. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll be back. We're, we're going to be back pretty soon. <laughs> I cannot handle that. And my, that's, my, that's like my immediate, like, you don't do that ever. Like, you, that's mm-hmm. disrespectful. So I'm like... I'm st- like I just I don't I don't I didn't turn around to her because she was the only the row behind us and I I just started like you answered your phone <laughs> <laughs> yeah the movie is almost over and Reg's like shut up oh my gosh. <laughs> dude I would have been right there with you I'm like get out of here lady and then I'm like that's Randy that's how I die like some dude <laughs> gets mad at me for poking fun at his funny. wife for answering her phone in a movie. That's here's funny. my here's my hot take on that conversation. I don't think they were married. I think they were on a date. Ooh. Because she didn't say that they would be home. She said that she would be home. And she said, um, uh, she's like, I'll be home um, sometime. <laughs> and and he was doing the thing like the nervous like stating facts, like obvious facts about the movie okay, the whole time, yeah. which made me think that he was just trying to like you know, cool. <laughs> well, to cut me, the tension a little me, bit if you're, by being like surround sound. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you which know is, surround sound? <laughs> which wasn't in movies. It's such a horrible first. I don't know if it's a first date, but just like no. as a date idea, in it's general, a horrible. It's like, 
Yeah. You can't talk. <laughs> so, yeah. like, if you're hoping to, like, get to know well, this person, yeah, well, <laughs> theater is not the place. What, yeah. It depends on if you want to get to know this person or not. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you're just trying to, like, <laughs> clock, if you're trying to, like, clock in hours no. to where you're like, we've spent 10 hours together. Yeah. Maybe try to touch hands a little yeah. bit. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like, yeah. But for real, if you're just trying to get in the hours, you know, a movie's, like, a really good thing. Because you don't, you don't have to do anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's no, there's no pressure. And you can talk about, like, oh, surround sound was invented in. In 1950, <laughs> and then she goes, "Oh, okay, oh yeah." My goodness, that's yeah, that funny. The person that called her was apparently calling to tell her that they were getting in the shower because she was like, "You're getting in the shower." <laughs> okay. So y'all literally heard this. Whole uh, oh yeah, it was louder than the movie. Like, and there was only maybe like four groups of people, and he, like it was, <laughs> we were a couple, <laughs> yeah. they were a couple, yeah. and there were like a couple other couples in the back. Oh my goodness! And the, so they, everyone heard her <laughs> conversation. But and, and it was she loud was enough to where you it could almost hear the other It was funny how too. mad he got. <laughs> it's just like it's, it's just immediate. Yeah, no, I completely understandable. Don't like if the phone goes off, fine. <laughs> right. Hit that button. If you need to answer that phone call, leave. Go in the foyer. Yeah. It's like the Call audacity. <laughs> like I would yes. be shocked. If you like, <laughs> like, like, like I'm at a zero, and then the phone's <laughs> like making noise, making noise, and like even getting louder when you open up the purse or whatever. And as soon as it goes, beep, I'm fine. Hello? 10. Immediate yes. 10. <laughs> it's like yeah. anger. Yeah. We, I think I may have mentioned this Hello? on the podcast before, no. but there was a, we, I went to see the movie Silence and there was somebody behind us who, once the movie began, the movie opened literally dead silent. <laughs> like it's just <laughs> quiet. And then a few little sounds come in, but it's so quiet in there. You can hear the air conditioning. Like, oh, it's just like. Goodness. You just can hear the room a little bit. Like and a quiet then, place? Yeah, well, kind of. Kinda, yeah, a little bit, yeah. But it's starting to build up. And this movie's not, like, it's a very serious movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, kind of not really art house, but it could kind of be. And then you just hear, like, <laughs> <laughs> behind us. This guy's, like, and you hear the, like, that, like, Crinkle uh, of, like, M&M's rolling that down yeah. the bag. And he's, like, <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> like clearly, Lots clearly of, outside of can. can. Yeah, yeah, so yeah like, that's what I was about to say. Me and Grayson, can we say this? But we sneak in snacks every time, and I'm like, they're gonna hear the. I don't know. They're gonna, they're gonna different differentiate the noise, and they're gonna know we didn't buy this yeah. at the movie theater. Hold on a second. Like so we still buy yeah, we still buy popcorn and drinks, but we draw we the line at popcorn drinks and candy. Candy, <laughs> candy has there's to come from Bargain Somewhere Hunt else. or Dollar Tree. Yeah, for real. We uh, one of my favorite times going to the movies <laughs> when I was a kid. My aunt snuck in. In and out burgers for all of us. Ooh. Oh, we've she done just Taco had a Bell. Huge bur- sure. uh, her, a huge bag, and then just brought in like double doubles for everybody mm-hmm. and just passed them down the line. <laughs> so it was smart. Great, so. Did you want one with cheese? Yeah. <laughs> I get the big. <laughs> yeah, she wasn't ashamed. Once we were in the room and the movie had started, she was just like, here you go, burgers for everybody. You know, and we're like, okay. <laughs> well, Grayson, even though I told him the drink wouldn't fit in my purse with all our candy, <laughs> I don't know if he thought I was joking or what. Anyways, he decided he was going to buy the drink. And then I was like, well, you're going to have to put that in your pocket. So Grayson had to stand behind me, like hiding from all the people like while we're in the concessions so line oh. getting I wa- popcorn. I walked in with like a huge energy drink just in my pocket. Yeah. And I, oh, yeah. I think I ki- I always bring a hoodie. Mm-hmm. So I kind of draped it over it. But yeah, yeah the guy who I was walking in, the guy just went, all right. Yeah. We're both scared, though. So Grayson was just hiding behind me. <laughs> I was like, don't 
just just don't act like just be completely normal. Don't give cool. them any reason to look at you. <laughs> He's like, don't look at this. Like, don't look at this. <laughs> Holding my hands over my pocket. That's hilarious. Don't look through my hands. What? That's yeah, funny. with the X-ray vision. The X-ray vision. Um. Okay. So I want to know more about like. Okay. So you you obviously have a deep respect and love for Elvis as a person, and that translated to your viewing experience of the movie tell us about like like what do you love about elvis so much oh like gosh when, i guess like when when it started yeah tell us about it so i was in sixth grade <laughs> and it was the liberty bowl that we went to in memphis yeah and we stayed at like the peabody hotel my mom used to work at the ticket office at state mm-hmm. so she had to go work that game so we all got to go and while we were there, it was like the same weekend that Sweeney Todd came out in theaters. So we also watched Sweeney Todd. So I don't know what year that was. Whatever, sixth grade for me. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> we went to Graceland. And they have those like little handheld devices with the little headphones attached to them, you know, that you can like click the different numbers wh- wherever you are to hear the information and like listen to the song. Mm-hmm. And we were going down the stairs and Rubbernecking came on. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love this. Like, what is this? I'd never heard it before. And I was trying to rewind it and got completely lost in the tour and, like, could never <laughs> catch up after that. And I couldn't even figure out how to start the song over. So I was just completely lost until the next time you have to, like, put in a new number. But anyways, after that, like, when we went to Graceland is when I was, like, really it was rubbernecking because, I mean, Graceland was so overwhelming and I was young, so it was all new, you know, for the first time. It wasn't really Graceland that made me fall in love with Elvis. It was that song. Which is funny because it's, like, such a, to me, I don't know, as a non- big Elvis fan. It's such like an obscure, like I'd never heard that song. Well, it's not daughter. that I love the song. The lyrics are dumb. <laughs> I just, you know how music is just powerful. Like yeah. if you hear a song the, with a melody that you like. It, yeah. yeah. Like connected with you. Yeah. And so then after that, I went, like we were staying at the hotel and I just binge watched like all the YouTube <laughs> videos of Elvis. And then I watched a movie. The first movie I watched was Change of Habit, which it was one of his later movies. He made like 31 or 32 movies, something wow. like that. Mm-hmm. Dang. Yeah. In the stretch of like less than 10 years, like eight years. Huh. And yeah. so You're they were all. superhero fatigue. Yeah. I mean, like it was back to back to back to back. I thought it was like five or no, something. No, he made I didn't a lot of movies. Yeah. And so Change of Habit was one of the better ones, in my opinion. I mean, I don't know. I was young. And so. I'm still not the greatest movie critique now, but even now I watch them and I'm like realizing how cheesy they are. But at the time I was just like, oh, everything Elvis does is just amazing. <laughs> like these movies are amazing. I, I can't understand so how dream. someone would say they're, they're not good. I just have no understanding of that. Now I can watch it and I'm like, oh, wow, that is pretty cheesy. <laughs> but I still love it. So don't say anything. You know? <laughs> anyway, so really that is just like, it just kind of went on from there. Like the more I listened... I grew up, like, both of my parents were in gospel groups, like, southern gospel groups. And so I grew up listening to, like, southern gospel music. Mm. And, like, my grandmother and Elvis were born about the same time. My grandmother was born in 37. And so, like, her house has, like, like the 70s mm-hmm. vibe, you know? And so, I don't know. It was just, like, all... I, I'm so fascinated by that era. Like, the 50s, 60s, 70s. I love the fashion. I love the music. Like... All of that. And so I think Elvis is what introduced me to all that and what like really started my love for all of that and like 
Well, I just love Elvis. <laughs> yeah, <and laughs> but yeah, that's that's pretty much where it started. That's one thing. One thing that Hannah and I kind of talked about a little bit was you know, she talks about that that gospel influence, and obviously Elvis had like gospel records and was like super influenced. Mm-hmm. And the movie itself dove pretty heavily into his early influence in like the Pentecostal church and like you know living in a poor poor mostly black neighborhood and going to that kind of church. And uh, but they didn't really go much into like the gospel side of like, at least from my memory, again, they had a very dramatic <laughs> childhood experience that, that was not accurate. But that wasn't <laughs> near like, gospel. yeah, that it was literally just like showing <laughs> this weird Elvis catching the Holy spirit. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> like Elvis was pretty shy when he was a kid, you know? So like, I mean, obviously you don't know exactly what happened, but I would have imagined it being more like, he loved the music, kind of like when Outside I heard that the, song, mm. Rubbernecking, and I was just like, oh, my gosh, I have to hear this. Mm-hmm. And then, like, every Elvis song was like, oh, my gosh, every song, I just have to hear it again. You know, I would imagine that's how he felt about the gospel music. It wasn't, like, even necessarily the lyrics, but it was just the music, like, what it does to you, you know, like, influenced Elvis. And, I mean, it literally, like, will grab onto your soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I feel like that's probably how Elvis felt. And so he was drawn back Those to that. Revival tents. Yeah, like the tent revivals. It wasn't like, I don't know if he called the Holy Spirit like that, you know. <laughs> but <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> but I really think he was just drawn to the music and like the way it touches you, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, Baz Luhrmann, uh, or Baz Luhrmann, however you pronounce his name, the guy who directed the movie. We said mm-hmm. it right. <clears throat> we said it right? Yeah, whichever one was. Oh, okay. that was right. <laughs> that was right. <laughs> Baz um, I've been saying Baz. He, are you familiar with any of his other movies at all? I've seen... Moulin Rouge, and I've, but I think that might I've be seen the only one I've seen. I haven't seen Great Gatsby. Great Gatsby Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, I've seen Great Gatsby. No, no. That's, I thought he did that. Oh, no, they did? were, that was just another like musical oh, okay. biopic. Okay, just Baz Luhrmann was <clears throat> Great Gatsby. Okay, then I've seen Great Gatsby. Yeah, Moulin he did Rouge. Uh, Australia with Nicole Kidman, who Jackman was a while back, but 2008. Yeah, so his, his style is very exaggerated mm-hmm. so even just very like pretty, that, always that pretty. very pretty always uh, pretty always always big. full of energy always bigger than it like larger than life and so that representation i think mm-hmm. is more like he's trying to encapsulate what it probably felt like for him not necessarily what actually yeah. happened yeah. or even so, translate it to yeah. a feeling we might have now yeah not necessarily not necessarily the exact one he had then yeah, which is part of why I think they introduced so much modern music yeah, was to sort of like he does help us as an audience understand what it what, what Elvis would have been felt like. like to people then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which I thought was a really cool thing for someone like me who I mean I I enjoy Elvis's music, but I'm definitely not a, a huge fan. Or to me, he's just yeah, he's a great singer. Cool. Yeah, I um, I didn't know much about like his life. I literally before I saw the trailer, you could have looked at me and said. Who's Colonel Tom Parker? And I'd be like, who? I've yeah. never heard of him. No yeah. Idea. yeah. And then, but then people who know Elvis and like are fans, it's like, oh, obviously, like they, the names go together and it's like super familiar. I mm-hmm. had no idea who that was. Yeah. And I think the way I feel about a lot of it and why I'll be more critical is because I'm so fascinated with that time period and the things that Elvis experienced. If I had lived in that time period, I probably wouldn't have been as interested in it. And maybe I would have been interested in things that had happened. 60 years before Mm. that. Interesting. So, because now, like, I don't care about, like, today's music quite as much. I just Mm -hmm. love the old school. But it's like you romanticize it, you know? And so I think even if I had lived then, I don't know that I would have been a huge Elvis fan. So did you, like, did you appreciate how the movie romanticized his music? I think 
I didn't think the movie romanticized his music quite as much. I feel like Austin is kind of like me and that he studied Elvis and his videos and like watched Elvis and learned about his life Mm -hmm. and tried to become that. So it was almost like Austin Butler was literally Elvis today, but still so many years ago. Mm -hmm. Like he did a good job just literally just remaking things that have already been done. Like he just Mm -hmm. copied it. Yeah, like that. The, the style it was almost like not even his take on it. It was like he literally copied the concerts. Like if you go back and watch the concerts and then same watch moves, everything, it was literally oh. the same. <laughs> we, like we would sit there and watch. Like you talked about the the older gentleman at y'all's movie that uh-huh. was like would say out loud in talking voice, like, "Hey, yeah, that's what that's what he wore." Yeah. Like it was not similar to that. And they Hannah like talked out loud, but like it was just cool sitting next to Hannah and like how excited she would get at like specific scenes and stuff where she would like kind of nudge me and be like, kind of whisper being respectful of the other people <laughs> in the theater would just like nudge me. And be I like, couldn't help it. Just, like just in awe. It was, it was honestly really cool. Cause I know how much she loves Elvis and how much she has like studied and seen this stuff. It was cool. Like looking at her, like being in awe of like, Oh my gosh, the sets, the costumes, everything he's wearing. The concerts, like, like the, really the concert it was the scenes. concerts yeah. and the, Honestly, it was the concerts. It was the like photo shoots that he had with like Priscilla mm-hmm. whenever they had Lisa Marie. It was like all this stuff that I've seen so many times. It was like they put a different different bodies in there with mm. a little bit different lighting. But like the clothes were so similar, like the positions, like it was just like, I mean, it literally felt like it wasn't like a representation of it. It was like they redid it. Yeah, huh. it was. It's cool. I, I've seen kind of some like stills and screenshots and stuff, and they really did like try to recreate a lot of like famous pictures from Elvis's life. Like, uh, I saw one like it was like a side by side of Elvis with his father Vernon, mm-hmm. like next to each other on the on a bench, like kind of crying after the the death of his mother, mm-hmm. and like that picture from real life versus like how they reenacted like that scene in the movie. And it was just, like, spot on. Like yeah, and so that those are the things that I think I appreciate the most about the movie. It's not like... You like the accuracy? Yes, yeah. I love that. Because as an, if you don't know anything about Elvis, you don't notice those things, obviously. You're paying attention to... I would think... I mean, I don't know. I can't know. But I would think you're paying attention more to the events and, like, the the characters and what they say and what they do. But for me especially knowing a lot of the things that didn't happen versus the things that did and comparing like what made me love the movie so much was just, yeah, the accuracy of like knowing how much Austin Butler had studied Elvis and really just tried to become that Mm -hmm. and show like who he was and even feel the feelings because like his mom died too at 23 Mm -hmm. when Elvis's mom died at 23, you know, and like just knowing that he could like, understand some of the things that Elvis was feeling and so he could put that passion into what he was doing and the music and everything and yeah I didn't I didn't for obviously like spoiler reasons I didn't watch before we watched the movie any like interviews or anything like that with with Austin but that's one thing that came through obviously watching the movie was like I mean Austin Butler obviously like to me he was like the shining like I mean he was the main character but like his performance was amazing to me and you could tell just by watching how much like studying and Mm -hmm. also it helped knowing that with Hannah being right there and telling me that it was obvious, but uh, like how much studying he did to Elvis's life. And so after seeing the movie and then going back and listening to some of like his interviews and him talking about the role and how he, he approached it. I mean, it, 
it's crazy how I mean he try, like did everything he could to become Elvis, and you could he talked about like using things like not just studying like you know accent and movements and little mannerisms, but like using things like the fact that his mother and Elvis's mother both passed away when they were twenty three, and like trying to use those like feelings to capture like how he would have felt at certain times and it was just cool hearing after the movie just how seriously and how big I mean obviously you get told you're going to play Elvis like one of the most famous people of all Mm -hmm. time you know it's a huge undertaking and he kind of talked about how it seemed like almost too big a shoes to fill but he did I mean he like dove deep (laughs) into you know that's all he listened to he watched everything everything. and another thing that I heard was you know, Priscilla and Lisa Marie watched the movie with Austin and Baz, mm. or however you say his name. And, um, you said it right. Should we all agree okay. on Baz? Baz, yeah. Baz? Baz is how I Whatever say way it. we say it, that's the right way. Okay. Don't, so come, they, don't come at me. They wanted to do a showing with them because obviously it was very important that they had their approval, uh-huh. you know. And what Priscilla and Lisa, I just read a post that Priscilla had made, and she was just saying how, like, amazing it was but that she had to like recover for like a couple weeks after that because of how like she how like it felt like she was watching Elvis again Mm. you know and like it's new so it's not but it's not the same it's also not the same as just going watching a video because it's a video you've seen over and over and over again you know it kind of loses its like Mm -hmm. now feeling but like watching Austin Butler like doing something now like current, it was almost like Elvis stepping into this time, but still being exactly who he was, mm-hmm. like not influenced by, you know, this time period and music and everything. So I just felt like, for me, like that's what I loved about it. And I just, I don't know, maybe that's not, you know, maybe I'm like, I don't know, putting my, I don't want to put <laughs> words into what she was feeling, but that's kind of what I took away from when she made that post, was that it was just like it felt so like real, and because they did use Elvis's voice for like a ton of the songs. So. Yeah, I I know I, I put the soundtrack on when I was leaving the theater um, because I was so impressed at how well mm-hmm. Austin did sounding like him, and then I noticed that he's only credited on like two or three songs, mm-hmm. and I was like, yeah. wait a second, so he must have been like not lip syncing; he probably yeah. sang, mm-hmm. but like. They they just had Elvis's voice yeah. in there, and I was amazed by that because, and this is just because I don't know a lot about Elvis, haven't listened to a lot of his catalog of music, but I just assumed that almost all the recordings in the movie were more modernized and made him more. I was like, oh man, I love the music in this movie. It's too bad that Elvis's music probably isn't as good. Mm-hmm. Was like, no. But then I'm like, I'm I like, wait a second. Wait, no, no, this is actually Elvis's, Elvis's music. Elvis's music is amazing. Because <laughs> <laughs> I just figured, oh, this probably it's they probably made it a little edgier to kind of make yeah. it match. And and in some cases, they they do have it saying that this is the film mix. So mm-hmm. they did remix yeah. things. They did add a little bit. But there's a lot of stuff in there that's just like, no, this is Elvis and singing. And also, when it says like, film mix, uh, so they. I was like kind of from some of the stuff I watched, they used Austin's voice for a lot of like early, like really early Elvis young, stuff. Yeah. Because of the quality. Yeah, because they were saying the quality of a lot of the recordings, you know, because you're talking Elvis was born in 35. The mm-hmm. quality of a lot of the early recordings weren't really that great. But I think what what I thought was cool was a lot of the later stuff where he was singing, they actually mixed and like blended Austin's voice with Elvis's. Oh, okay. And so Austin mm-hmm. is singing and it's they 
I don't, and I know nothing about the technical side of how this works, mm-hmm. but I was reading that or you know hearing that they blended Austin and Elvis's voice in a lot of the later stuff. So you still get some of like Austin's genuine performance, mm-hmm. and you know it's not just him trying to lip sync, but you know it's him like genuinely singing, and they meld that with Elvis's actual voice from the recordings. That's cool. Yeah, that probably and then it makes it have. It feels new too. Yeah, exactly. And even though it, yeah, exactly. That's cool. Yeah, Which I and, yeah, and that. still and still caught in that moment, like that big bombastic loud mm-hmm. sound moment. Yeah, yeah. It's it was really yeah really cool. I really enjoyed the. I mean, it's so big. You talking about Baz Luhrmann's style is very like big. It it, it can get, it can get a little uh, abrasive over time. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's funny looking back. So <laughs> earlier this week, you know, I watched Dune with. Friends of the podcast, Robbie and <laughs> Caleb Westbrook. And uh, uh, I watched that movie with them. And looking back, it's like crazy to me. Like the Elvis movie is like the, almost the exact same length, like runtime mm-hmm. as Dune. And like, you know, Dune is like so expansive and stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just like, you know, it, it, I was not prepared for how long of a movie Elvis was. Yeah. But I mean, I was, I mean, the a lot of the performances and the concerts and stuff kind of kept me, you know, kind of kept me in it just because like, Again, like Austin did such a great job of like the energy he put in, and like you almost couldn't look away. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the style was like so big, and like a movie about Elvis and a personality as large as his is like I guess as as good of a a topic you're gonna get for that style of, of filmmaking. Yeah. So let me ask you this, Hannah. You well, I I mentioned earlier that that Baz's work is tends to be larger than life, exaggerated. But then you told us that a lot of the stuff that they did in the movie was exactly how it was done. So what parts of the film do you feel like were bigger than they actually might have been in real life? And what parts were just <laughs> like, spot on? Like he, like he didn't even have to do his Baz Luhrmann thing. He was just yeah, like, it was just like, this, this is, is as big as Baz Luhrmann <laughs> likes to do it. So this is Elvis style. I'm just I curious because I don't know. Style. So I would say... The things that Austin Butler did as far as, like, performance-wise were, like, spot on. The events weren't accurate. Okay. Like, they're, they're trying to convey into... just the way the colonel... I mean, the movie was about the colonel. Yeah. Like, I would not walk away from that. I wish they had called it the colonel <laughs> instead of Elvis because I wish they would make another movie it's definitely about that would not necessarily yeah. be... Focus on him so much. Yeah, like, would not, and it might not, like Grayson was saying, like, yeah, no one would want to go see this movie if they just made a documentary about Elvis. <laughs> but, I mean, I would. <laughs> I mean, it could still, I think it would still be entertaining if Austin Butler could play it. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, anyways, I would watch. <laughs> we got I would that watch, same Elvis guy. He's going to be. I feel like I would watch a 42 year long movie. Because Elvis lived 42 years. I feel like I would watch that. (laughs) If I had time, I'd watch it twice. (laughs) But anyways, I know that not everyone would appreciate that, but I feel like they could have called this movie The Colonel. Because really, it was was trying to convey the impact The Colonel had on Elvis' career. Not even necessarily... I mean, his life, too. Mm -hmm. But there's so much of Elvis' life personal life because you know Elvis was a very private person and there's so much of his personal life that you just it's it would be hard to convey that in a movie I feel like mm. I mean you would literally have to have a movie entirely about that like you can't summarize an entire life in a two and a half hour long movie without using certain things to convey a message that are very dramatic 
Mm-hmm. Like, for instance, like the 68 comeback special. I mean, mm. th- like, this is one of the instances. It happened over and over and over and over and over again where, you know, I don't know if you all have done any research on, like, what was true and what wasn't. No. But, like, the 68 comeback special, yeah, it was supposed to be a Christmas special. But it wasn't, like, a big deal. They had talked about it, and they were like, oh, let's not use this as a Christmas special. Let's make this. Since Elvis had been making his movies for eight years after mm-hmm. he came out of the Army, Elvis was ready to get back and to performing again. That's, like, where – that's what he loved. He wa- he wanted to be an actor, but he didn't like the movies that he was doing mm-hmm. because they were crap movies. And so – um but don't you dare say that. <laughs> he knew it. Even she's, look, she's like, I can only say I that. am allowed to say. I that. can say it because the reason I can say it. The movies were crap, but Elvis was great. Well, the reason I can say that is because that's how Elvis felt. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I know that that's how Elvis felt. So I'll still watch it and appreciate it and love watching Elvis, but understand that this isn't even what he wanted to do necessarily i mean i think he enjoyed it and he made the best or made the most out of whatever situation he was in and that's not that's even not necessarily a thing that can be really conveyed in this movie like the fun that elvis had in his life Mm -hmm. and just they had fun all the time like people wanted to be around him constantly because they were fun you know like anyways okay let me not get on that tangent where was i (laughs) oh yeah okay the 68 comeback special so they wanted to have a concert for after Elvis. It was his first concert that he had after he made all the movies. And so, yeah, it was supposed to be a Christmas special, but it wasn't like Elvis went behind the colonel's back and was like, we're not doing a Christmas special. It Literally, they talked about it and were like, actually, this might be a little better if we just did mm. your music, you know. Yeah. But let's have one Christmas song. <laughs> yeah, I think So the, Elvis the did actual, the Christmas song. Yeah, he the actual 68 comeback special. Like, it was... Around Christmas time, yeah. and so he did. So they wanted there he to sang be Blue a Christmas. Christmas, which is one of his most famous yeah. songs. But yeah, in the movie, it was like there was a Christmas set, and it was a whole Christmas show. Yeah, it wasn't like in, that in like, real life. There was no like Elvis wasn't set. <laughs> that defiant. He uh-huh. wasn't defiant like the movie made him out to be. Like yeah, he wanted to be true to himself, and there were things that he did that the colonel disagreed with. But ultimately. That's just, it's not possible for the things to have happened that mm-hmm. the movie portrayed and to still have, like, a career. Yeah. So it was, it was cool, like, and yeah, sorry for everybody. It was, it was cool that, you know, from the perspective of how exactly the 68 comeback special went down in the movie versus real life, like, it was a little different, you know, the whole, like, it was supposed to be a big Christmas show, and he was like, no, I'm not going to you know, that, that wasn't exactly <laughs> how it happened, but a lot of, the actual, like, the set and the costumes. Oh, yeah, and the songs all that. And, like, and that's the yeah, thing like, that I appreciate. Spot on. Was mm. that, yeah, like, we watched a video on the lady that designed the costumes, who has designed costumes for a lot of the Baz Luhrmann movies. Mm-hmm. And just the attention to detail is just mind-boggling. Like, I, I would have no idea where to begin. But it's things that, like, you don't think about that really make a difference for someone that has seen the 68 Comeback Special. And you could look at that black leather outfit, you know, and be mm-hmm. like, oh, man, this looks cheap. And even though it's not, you know, <laughs> but it's because if it didn't look like the one Elvis wore, mm-hmm. then it looks like, you know, just doesn't look right. Yeah. You know? And you have to also think about, well, this isn't Elvis wearing it. So we also have to figure out how to make it look like Elvis on the stage when it's not Elvis. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and so was- that type of thing I appreciated so much. Because I feel like, even though, like, things like that wasn't accurate, like, the whole concert before Elvis went to the military, 
didn't really happen. Like he didn't get forced to go to the military. He got drafted. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't like people, I mean, people didn't like him. That's true. They did call him Elvis the pelvis. And there were a lot of parents that were controversial. It was, he was very controversial, definitely controversial. And that's why I say, even for me, maybe at that time period, I'm (laughs) not like conservative in the sense of like, I don't listen to like music. That's, crazy like booty dancing and like weird, you know what I mean it's just not it's not but like, isn't Elvis like the booty not, dancing exactly, music of that time not unless it's aged and, and that's exactly why I say if I had been born at that time maybe I would have felt differently but it's mm. so much more conservative compared to now that I just appreciate it and I like it and I don't even think of it being you know but maybe if I had been born at that time I would have been like like, I probably would have still That's had a crush vulgar. on Elvis. <laughs> but <laughs> I probably would have been, you know, because, I mean, it was. I love the scene where he's playing in Tupelo and all the women are, like, trying just, to hold back, but, yeah, like, can't. Yeah, like, so it was so funny. It, it was I so was good. I was laughing. I was so over the top. I know. It was like, it was like the, the close-up shot from the side of the girl, the girl just, like, sweating, totally involuntarily screaming. Like, and, like, and then, like, after no. she screamed, she, like, grabbed her mouth, like, uh-huh. a surprise. The one just came out of her. And, that was me. It was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did that. You made a good point earlier that I hadn't thought about, about, you know, the whole Holy Spirit thing. Like, it wasn't uh-huh. necessarily, obviously, that didn't happen, uh-huh. probably. I mean, I, mean, actually, I grew up not, in Pentecostal church, and I've seen things exactly to me like it's that. Obvious. So, <laughs> it didn't surprise me very much. Yeah, I was going to say, same. <laughs> because I know how shy Elvis was, and I just don't think necessarily he would have done that. It's not. Anyways, but the rest of the people might have exactly. Yeah, he yes. gets swept up oh, in a lot of things in Pentecostal sure. church. So. But it was I like the point that you made about just trying to portray a feeling, so you have mm-hmm. to portray dramatic. how he felt. And so, like moment. the women, obviously, that was weird to me. It was weird that was the it? ladies just like. Well, that might have been how they felt. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, obviously, we don't, I don't inside, think they were actually right. They experiencing like, what the movie was making them experience, think, but it was... I think they might have been, though. Like, oh, okay. I think my point is, like, they might have actually been feeling those things, but not acting so weird. So, like, uh-huh. it's almost like he's trying to get you to understand, like, these women were literally throwing their bras and underwear mm-hmm. at Elvis in the 50s. Yeah. Like... If you think about that, that's crazy. That yeah, it's is wild. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like, like that's like the modern day equivalent yeah. of just uh, something too lewd to say in this podcast. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. And so when you think about it in that way, which you know, like I get why he did that, mm-hmm. kind of. Even yeah. though it's like weird, and you're like, "What? Who does that? That's just which, weird." It makes sense why they then like played up the whole. They they made it seem like. Elvis was given an ultimatum, like you can go to jail yeah. or you can serve in the military. Right, but he got drafted, and yeah. then the, and then the colonel was like, "Okay, this is a good let's use this for our advantage and show the the public that you can be a good um, all American kid, all American clean cut." Exactly. Yep. And so that's just examples of how, like, I get I get that Baz Luhrmann wanted to <clears throat> convey, like, how the colonel would have used certain things to Elvis's advantage to his advantage to make money but it wasn't like crazy like oh I'm you know Elvis has to 
He's so crazy. He has to like choose between going to jail and going to the army. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's pulling out so, secret shows, dancing yeah. however he wants, dodging yeah. the cops. And like, <laughs> then they can lean into it too because there definitely were people at the time that felt like Elvis should there be were. in jail yeah. for yeah. what he's doing. There were. There. Oh yeah. The the what was it? The Catholic League of something of advertisers or something. Even uh the old Batman and Robin show. They said uh, Robin's bottom half of his costume was too thin, <laughs> and we're gonna pull advertisers like yeah. like they must pull. That was the top show at the time, and they almost got that pulled from networks. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so they're gyrating. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there were people another, definitely another filming yeah. like like the filmography of. You know, Baz Luhrmann style, the, the close-up shots of Elvis's uh-huh. crotch and the big pants. <laughs> that <laughs> like killed shaking me. Around. <laughs> Dude, that, that, that did kill funny. me because it was not, that was not how Elvis felt about it, which is why he did it, continue to do it. Because he was offended that people would think he was being sexual. When for him, it was like, just, I just feel passion. the right, music. Yeah. It was passion for the music he was doing. Yeah, and so like, and that's why he kept doing it. Elvis wasn't like defiant. He was just like, that's not the truth. And yeah, so, like, like, I'll keep doing it. I want to show you. I'll watch what I can get away with. Yeah, right. He was like, it. I want to show you this is th- this music. The, the Tupelo scene, like, when he first got in the movie, when he first started, I'll even quote dancing. I I don't know if the movie even intentionally did this, but it to me it played like he was kind of super nervous to be there and he was like mm-hmm. and kind of like kind of like yeah. fidgety shaking and the women were like what is he mm-hmm. doing so that yeah. i think yeah. did happen actually yeah and like you know elvis he was used m- the dancing to get past yeah. the performance mm-hmm. anxiety yeah. <laughs> like the nerves so like when elvis was growing up he got made fun of like a ton and was like very like <laughs> i don't know if you could call it racially discriminated but like he act like a you know, an African-American. And so, like, people made fun of him and, like, didn't want to hang out with him. And so that's why, like, he had people like the Memphis Mafia, which they didn't call themselves the Memphis Mafia, the, the news people. Yeah, they so. called them the Memphis <laughs> Mop- Mafia because they were such a tight-knit group. But the reason Elvis had people so closely, like, so close to him, literally living with him, is because he was very picky about those people Mm. and because of the way he grew up and that like he didn't have a lot of people he could trust or like you know people that really cared about him and especially when you come into fame like that you're not gonna it's gonna be harder to find people that really have your best interest Mm -hmm. at heart and because he was so personal and like private and so he wanted to have everyone with him you know so yeah i i want to jump back to something we talked about earlier really quick just because i want to get your take on it a little um we talked a little bit about the how some of those scenes were different the 68 comeback special Mm -hmm. like it didn't happen that way all that stuff does that well does that bother you that they presented it in a way that wasn't factual okay it doesn't bother me because it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't because i just i think overall the movie did such a good they did such a good job austin butler did such a good job Mm. that i just liked the movie but the reason that I didn't want to watch the movie and I was afraid to is because it's like there if if someone if you don't know anything about Elvis and someone just like tells you the highlights those things that were in the movie is probably what you're going to hear about. Hmm. And so I was afraid of that. And like I can't tell you how many times someone's just come up to me and been like, "Oh yeah, I know about Elvis. He did <laughs> drugs and died on the toilet." 
You know, like uh-huh. he was the king of rock and roll. Like he cheated on his wife. He, you know, did, did drugs, drugs and, and died <laughs> constipated on the toilet. And I'm just like, okay, that's what you know. <laughs> 42 yeah. years. Yeah. And that is about, yep, that's right. You got it. <laughs> you, so you, had just, all the, you had all four points about his life. Yep, there you go. <laughs> And like, oh, but he was also generous. Can't forget about that, though. You know, got to add one good thing in there. <laughs> but anyways, which they didn't even talk about that in the movie. But that's a different story. Well, anyways. he gave his mom a house. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I mean, like I said, I can't. This is why I'm like, I did not be, you know, too critical. It was didn't a two he like and a half hour buy movie. like all of his friends like Cadillacs? Like yeah. a, a million. He like. Rocket had ships. His friends, like, <laughs> his, like, Memphis Mafia, like, all his close friends and stuff, he just, like, let them live with him, mm-hmm. essentially. Well, he bought them houses, too, and yeah. vehicles. But anyways. Um, Mr. Beast of I was afraid to watch the movie just because I was afraid that it was just going to play into all those mm-hmm. typical things that people think about him, and then just... And I was also like, <laughs> now movie. you're going to have a bunch of people that are all of a sudden interested in Elvis, and I've been interested in him this whole time. Like, get away from me. Like She's like, like, I've been here since 1999. <laughs> I, I don't want to hear nobody telling me anything about Elvis because <laughs> I've loved him my whole life, and all that people have given me is crap for it. That's so. Fu- that's how exactly how I feel about Star Wars right yeah. now. Is it's yeah. like I've loved Star Wars since <laughs> there when there was only three movies. Okay. Like, yeah, exactly. Now people that are yeah. just starting to watch Star Wars, the first thing is a Disney you. show, and I'm like, no, no, please. Don't. <laughs> yeah. And then and you get real jaded. I and get real jaded. Now I'm grumpy, and, and everyone's that. like, yeah. you're not allowed to like this. Like I yeah. like it. I liked them since the first album. Yeah. All right, scene kid, back up. And this is so like cheesy, whatever. I don't care. People don't understand because if you've loved something for so long. It's just like Elvis. He loved that gospel music. And mm-hmm. so whenever people started to say he was just being sexual, he's like, this is who I am. Mm-hmm. Like, this has become a part of me. He didn't create it, you know, by any means. He was, I mean, heavily influenced by it, you know. But, like, that's the same thing with me with Elvis is, like, I've loved Elvis and just the whole, the music, like, and it's led to me loving so many other things literally since I was in, like, sixth grade. And so, of course, like, I'm going to be a little bit protective of that, you know? So, I, I mean, I think that goes with anybody with anything. Like, yeah. if it's influenced your life, you're going to be a little protective over it. But, so I like the movie because, one, I like it because Priscilla and Lisa Marie like it. Nice. <laughs> Having their approval really, like, it means I know a lot. it, it yeah. does mean a lot. And, um, but two, just because I think he, if Austin Butler hadn't done such an amazing job and doing the research that he did and everything, then it wouldn't have been the same movie. Yeah, it wasn't like sure. the events. It would have just been like, okay, let's go search Elvis on Wikipedia, except tweak some things to make it really dramatic mm-hmm. and then put that in a movie. To me, I mean, I know that's like critical, but but overall, I still, I liked it too. But I, at the same time, they could have just called it The Colonel. Yeah. I would have been more happy if they had done that. Can, can I tell you what? So I, I really liked this movie. Mm-hmm. But there's one thing about it that I absolutely hated, uh, and that is the narration. Mm-hmm. I w- yes. I have never wanted Tom Hanks to shut Stop up yet, more than in this movie. Yes. There were so many times where where I'm gonna just say Elvis and not Austin, but yeah. the, the Elvis is singing, and then suddenly 
the colonel starts talking over the top of it. And I'm like, this is such a good song. Like, why are you talking over it? (laughs) And nothing you are saying is information that I can't already gather from what I'm looking at. Yeah. Like you're just telling me what I'm seeing. Um, and, and the whole time you're like, I'm not the bad guy. I'm yeah, not exactly. the bad guy. That, I'm, not, I'm like, okay, buddy, the more you say it, the more I think you're the bad guy. Yeah. So <laughs> the narration, it was like, not only was he narrating and like sometimes saying stuff that like you could have just gathered from just uh-huh. watching, but because it's narrated from his perspective and they start the movie from like, okay, old decrepit Colonel Parker on his deathbed, essentially, mm-hmm. you know, trying to tell this story. You don't know, like, well, is what he's saying even true? Or is this him trying to save face? Or, like, you know, the narration becomes like, well, this is your perspective. Like, can I even believe this anyway? I think because it wasn't uh, really him, they did all that research and were saying, like, well, let's let's make the colonel be brutally honest and tell off on himself. But we have to make it to where it's still like him talking. Yeah. To me, it just felt like I, as I'm watching it, it felt like there were two movies Mm -hmm. happening simultaneously and they were fighting for the stage light. And I I just um, didn't love the But don't you think that's, is that kind of what they wanted? Well, no, I, well, yes, kind of. I think they want you to, they obviously for drama's sake, they are pitting the two of them against each other. It's why the 68 special is presented as a a, you know, them pulling way. the wool over his eyes a little bit and them, them sneaking in with these new hippie producers, you know, whatever. Uh, and they're and they're presenting the colonel as like... <laughs> he's got to sing a song He's now. like not quite the enemy, but he's like the middleman between him and like the he's looking out society for that doesn't want yeah. things to change. Like he's looking out for his product as far as like the money side of yeah. it. Like don't do anything that's going to ruin this. Yeah. And like, you know. But he's, he's like legit a gremlin like he's a goblin the whole yeah. he looks he's got like he looks like the penguin he moves like a goblin he's, he's got a little crook yeah, nose. yeah. yeah. I agree. and he talks like like he just everything he does is like the whole time i'm yeah. like this is a big goblin like he's a villain like I they're agree. presenting him as a villain and then the whole time he's telling us i'm not the villain and all i could think about was how well the movie made just an experience whenever you'd hear of a sing and, and Austin capture what it like, what he was doing at the time and what, and how Boz is with the camera, with the energy capturing what it felt like to be in the room at that time. I was like, just do this the whole time. I don't need any Colonel. Like you can have him there so that we have a sense of like, okay, there's some some friction. I want him there just for the button scene. But I don't want Elvis. (laughs) I hate Elvis. (laughs) It's brilliant. But I like honestly, even if there were moments where I would be confused, I would rather be confused and and find my own way through the movie than have the colonel tell me how to think the whole time. And I I think that it would have been a better film. I don't know if it was a if the narration was in from the beginning or if that was something that came in later, yeah. I, I don't know. But that whole time after seeing the movie, I was like, man, I, I don't know why the Colonel was such a big part of this. I agree completely. Um, and the take that I thought maybe the reason they did that was because they wanted you to feel not how Elvis would have felt, but how the situation was like, Yes, the colonel was, like, the middleman between Elvis and, like, the money he would have made. But he was also the middleman between Elvis and, like, the person that he wanted to be. Mm-hmm. And so he held him back. And it was almost like, I don't know if this was their in- intention, but that's just what I took from it. was, like, the reason they made the colonel so crazy and, like, over the top was because, like, 
it takes someone crazy and over the top to like keep someone with so much talent with like mm-hmm. such as much talent as Elvis has from like you know getting where he wanted to be. Yeah, and they yeah. and they they point they on s- that in the movie, like you know he really like, they kind of lean into that the way the colonel was and like how protective he was over Elvis and like the money that Elvis could make, and like they point they point towards that whole aspect of Elvis had these huge dreams of like, he wanted to travel the world and do more. And yeah, like <laughs> the, the Colonel was just like holding him back and keeping him from doing all that stuff. I mean, they, there's a, there's a rule in, in, in filmmaking and that it, it's show don't tell. So you show it, you don't tell the audience what's happening. You just show it. Yeah. They do that really well when he's at the, the international for his first night and the colonel's making the deal with the owners. Yeah. Like that right there encapsulates their relationship. And, and, sh- and it won, won. it's a big reveal of like why yeah. he's uh, The reason doing... I was in debt was because <laughs> yeah. I pulled I, the It's like, okay, thank you, colonel. Time. Stop, stop, stop yeah. talking. And when I pulled slots, <laughs> yeah. I would go and I would take three steps and walk to the third one. And then I would look left and I would play that like, one. <laughs> we get but, Shut up, old man. But even at the end, like it's, it's at the very end and, and he says something like, I didn't kill Elvis. <laughs> yeah. I legit thought he was going to be like, it was you. <laughs> and yeah. his, what he said was, it was, it was his love it was for you. Me. And I'm like, okay, I don't need that line. I don't need any of that right there. Just let this scene play out and don't talk. And I'll come to my own conclusions. Like, let the movie be something personal for me. Like, let me connect to Elvis and his myth in that way. And the movie doesn't allow you to do that. The movie basically says, no, you're going to look at it from this perspective. Yeah. And that's how you're going to feel about it. Listen to this sad scene. I got something to say about, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. And I don't know if I was mad at him or the, hello? Yeah. (laughs) Well. So that, I mean, yeah, I I love the movie. But I think it just is so weird that there's this little goblin running around (laughs) the whole time that's like messing with the whole movie. And maybe that's. Let me tell you what I think. No one cares. That is, and this is the part that I, like, I'm going back and forth about. Is that it? That feeling that I have towards that character, and the fact that he's getting in the way of me enjoying this movie at the fullest that I could, is exactly what he's ha- is happening with Elvis. him and Elvis. Yes. Yes. So I understand. Is that on purpose? <laughs> I un- exactly. It's yeah. like, well, it. yeah. they maybe that is something they're doing intentionally. intentionally. And maybe that's okay, but it makes me hate everything. And it's almost <laughs> like this is a movie. Just let me have the fantasy of like, like he's inserting himself. Into yeah. I agree Elvis with that and completely. <laughs> and so, it's like yeah. that's almost like why I you you can do the research yourself and see all the horrible things. Horrible. I mean, that's kind of a harsh word. <laughs> the bad things about Elvis, like mm-hmm. that, like that line. It wasn't the colonel that ruined or that killed Elvis. It was Elvis's love for the people and. Mm-hmm. The feeling he got. It's being true. On stage, yeah. Like it is true. The current you can't. You don't control. The colonel didn't control him. Like yes, he gave him a doctor that, you know, prescribed him over prescribed. But Elvis made those decisions on his own with his family and friends, trying to talk him out of doing those things. Mm. And like people like Jerry Schilling, who was in the movie, who I think actually I think he was also at that viewing of the Elvis movie because he and Priscilla are still pretty close. Yeah. You know, Jerry Schilling, that whole scene where he and Elvis, like, kind of get into it, you know, like, Mm -hmm. that type of thing happened. Maybe not there and then, but they did butt heads because it was hard to talk to Elvis. It was hard to tell him what to do. He was Mm. stubborn as a mule. 
just like his mom was. Mm-hmm. You know, like Elvis and his mom arguing when they were younger. Elvis and his mom did argue <laughs> and would yell at each other. But, I mean, they were comfortable enough. They loved the heck out of each other and mm-hmm. would just go back to normal right after that. They just had that relationship. But it just shows Elvis was stubborn. And so, um, so like, he's not going to do anything necessarily that he doesn't want to do or not do something that he does want to do to an extent. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, there are... He wanted to travel the world and couldn't do that. But he still enjoyed what he did do mm-hmm. and had fun in his life and made his own decisions. So, like, that is true to a point. Elvis had a ton of opportunity to, you know. Mm-hmm. But he also wasn't educated. And I like to think that, I mean, he really didn't have much of an education, mm. like any childhood education. And I just wonder, like, he didn't, if he, he didn't really have any money sense or, like, I mean, times were different, too, mm-hmm. a lot different. So, yeah, I I felt like they got that across though. That sense of he almost has like a he's a bit naive when it comes to like he wants to say something. He wants to be like Dr. King. He wants to be like um, all these figures who were you know taking a stand and then getting killed Mm -hmm. for what they had to say. Like he wanted to do something, and that I think is represented in the movie very well. But even at the same time, he's he's sort of relegated to this like dancing caricature. Well, I'm glad um, that you got that. Sing your songs, that. Boy. Yeah. I guess it's hard for me to see what someone could get out of it without mm-hmm. already knowing it. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad you picked that up. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know if is... people would get, I didn't know. It's hard to know what people are going to get from it that don't already know so much about Elvis. Yeah. I think they did do a really good job getting all that across. Like the, you know, the coming from nothing and just like, wanting to be like known and remembered and like doing what he loves and that people would just, you know, remember him and love him even, you know, beyond his death. And I think they, I don't even remember if he says that at the end, but just like the whole like legacy thing, I think they captured that really well. Yeah. Well, something else that I think, and this is, this is sort of how I see movies, but I, uh, especially when it comes to stuff that was based on true stories, me personally, I, am interested in the truth. I'm not interested in the facts. I don't care if what you're showing me is actually what happened. All I care about is, is this honest to what did actually happen? Is what I'm experiencing as an audience member true to what it would have felt like at the time, even if it's not exactly how it happened? For me, it's like, okay, if I want to know exactly what happened with Elvis, I'll watch a documentary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, If I want to know you know, what's happened with, with the, the goblin man, goblin king, <laughs> Tom Hanks, which I will never care um, about. Uh, then I'll, you know, I'll read a book or whatever. But if yep, I want to know like how it felt to be in the middle of their relationship at that time, at that time period, all that stuff, what their music would have felt like to people at that time. That's what I'm most interested in, Yeah, which is why I asked earlier, like if it bothered you that like stuff like the 68 special was different because yes. Okay. So it yes. does bother you. Yes. Okay. So I, that's curious. I, I mean, I'm on the other side of yeah. it, but I understand why yes. someone who is very into the actual person yes. would, would kind of be. And I think exactly what you just said, because I don't know that that really portrayed the Colonel and Elvis's relationship very well. And that's something I just don't know. I don't know what their relationship was mm-hmm. like. And I'd hoped that going into this movie that I would know more, mm-hmm. but I still don't. <laughs> I mean, maybe they don't either. You yeah, know, maybe and it's possible. They, yeah. I think they're definitely inferring some things. They they sort of present the colonel as being mm-hmm. 
manipulative. Yeah. yeah. And, and I think they, they hop back and forth between sort of defending him and then painting him red yeah. like he's and, a villain. But And it was like proven after Elvis's death that like the colonel really did like, you know, abused a lot of that relationship and took more money than mm-hmm. than he should have. I mean, I think I think in in real life, I think like he ended up taking like half of the money that Elvis earned, which mm. as a you know talent manager and stuff like, especially like at the time, like that was like ridiculous. Like what in the world? <laughs> you took half of everything he earned, and so there it was shown that he definitely abused that relationship. And I, and numbers wise, I think the number in the movie that was written down in that last scene between Vernon and the Colonel and like in mm-hmm. Elvis, where he like. It was like, all right, here's what you owe like me. Like the eight million like, or whatever. Yeah, eight, yeah. that really did happen. But I think the real number was between, from what we were saying, like one and two million. But it's they're still trying a, to make it. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, it really did happen. <laughs> yeah. If we if yeah. we'd have seen it one as million, a million, I'd be good. $110,000 next weekend and you'll be so, fine. So maybe the, the, the number. $50,000. <laughs> so maybe the number they wrote down is actually a low estimate for for today's money than, than it would have been for back then. But uh but yeah, like that really did happen in that like, you know, Elvis fired Colonel Parker. And that's another thing that like it didn't happen the same way that it did in the movie, but there was a point where Elvis fired the colonel and the colonel was like, Okay, here's what you have to pay me to buy me out. And it yeah. was a number that was like, okay, never mind. And so they had to rehire him and kept that relationship going. Like that really did happen, but not in the same way. Cause that was one thing that I so talking about as someone who doesn't know Elvis's life, doesn't know what really happened. That scene to me, as far as like Elvis's character and like what little bit I do know about him, that scene was jarring where he fired him in the middle of a show Mm -hmm. and like screaming like that to me, watching it happen on the show, I was like, whoa, like did this, as soon as the movie ended, that was like one of the first things I asked him. I was like, did that really happen? Like, did he really like fire the Colonel in the middle of a concert in front of like, thousands of people and then you come to find out that like no that wasn't really how it happened and there's like this whole separate story that doesn't get touched (laughs) like like there's this whole separate story that doesn't get touched in the movie with like you know the hilton's like firing uh like a maitre d or something someone at that worked in the hotel who elvis got to know i think his name was mario mario there was a guy that worked at the hotel that elvis got to know and come to find out that his wife the guy that worked at the the hotel his wife had cancer and the hotel fired him and elvis you know trying to just help out and be a good guy you know he he was very generous and like loved people he got mad and like spoke out in the middle of a show against the hilton so it's not that elvis wouldn't have done anything like that it's just that's not what he did they swapped it out yeah Yeah. he spoke out against the hotel you can listen to it colonel was like you can't do that like you like you Mm. know we're depending on this hotel to like pay for you know Mm. they're paying us to perform like you can't speak out publicly against them and that was but me and grayson listened to that clip you can listen to the clip of elvis doing that and it's not crazy I mean, he's but it, like... It's probably uncomfortable for oh, the audience it, and just like... Because yeah. they're there to have a good time. But like... But yeah, it, yeah, there is a clip of like, yeah, him at the concert talking about like, hey, there's a guy I've gotten to know, a real good guy. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, just want to reach out to the Hilton's like, hey, don't fire this man. You know, his wife's got cancer. Like kind of pleading on behalf of this employee mm-hmm. and like kind of speaking against <laughs> the owners of the hotel. Yeah. And that was like the the point between 
the colonel and Elvis, where Elvis fired the colonel because the colonel after that him, concert, can't, can't do gotcha. That. They had a disagreement, and Elvis did fire him after that. Yeah, that scene yeah. to me was just jarring, where he was like yelling at the colonel for finding out that, like, you know, he couldn't travel overseas because of this deal. Mm-hmm. Like that also was true, but that wasn't the reason he fired the colonel. In you know, in reality, yeah, and well, so it was just jarring to me. I'll, that scene. I'll say this just to, because I know that you would maybe prefer to have things play out the way that they actually did in in most cases. Um, as someone who doesn't know a lot of stuff about Elvis and doesn't know all those details, I don't think that them um, taking some artistic liberties uh, subtracts from the the true stories of anything that happened. I, like those moments that they play up for drama that they kind of pick and pull pieces from and put together, I think they still capture what their relationship was like in a way that can makes me connect in two and a half hours, you know, in a way that makes me then have a ton of like admiration and respect for Elvis, not only because of his talent, but also just because of the situation that he's in. And, and you gotta imagine like they're trying to condense, you know, 42 years of stuff into only two and a half hours. There's things like the, the story about Mario that they're not going to be able to include. Mm -hmm. I mean, even in, you mentioned Dune earlier, and I was actually talking with the guys about this before, and we talked about this on the podcast, how there's that dinner scene yeah. that really showcases how evil the Harkonnens are that is just not in the movie. And it's such a big scene. And for a lot of people that I know, that's such a hang-up for them. They're, like, so upset that it's not in the movie. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, man, but you got to understand, like, mm-hmm. th- it can't be. Yeah. Like, a movie is a different medium than, than, uh, than a book. It's a different medium than life. Like, just stuff is... The way that uh, a movie has to present things and it has to pull an audience in has to be different. And and sometimes taking artistic liberty is the right thing to do in yeah. order to actually help people get on board with yeah. the story you're trying to tell. To your point, as long as it it evokes the same feelings, it's, or like as long as it's true. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, in the sense that it, it's as long like as it rings. It's true. honest. Yeah. yeah. Which is one why I, like I said, it meant a lot that. To get like Priscilla's right, yeah, okay on the whole movie, just because like like you said, like it may not have been things that actually happened, but maybe they in that time period were like, man, I feel like you really did a good job of conveying how we felt about the colonel or how we felt yeah, in these exactly. certain situations yeah. or just overall the whole time, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. she but, obviously would have known those liberties that they yeah. took in watching the movie, like she would have known what mm-hmm. did and didn't happen. Yeah. I mean, and she for her probably, to really love it as much as she did. She, she pr- may have even known know. more than Elvis did at some points. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, possibly. But yeah. two, and after two, because obviously they found out a lot more about the colonel after Elvis passed away. But, um, anyways. <laughs> but also, I just, like, I mean, I'm glad they called it Elvis. For my sake, this is stupid, but I just wish they could have called it something else. <laughs> the Goblin. <laughs> the Goblin featuring Elvis. The Colonel, but like, I don't know, like Elvis's career or something like that. Huh. I, I just I think there's so much of his personal life that you still have no idea about. And I get it. I get it. Like, that, you can't do that. Mm. Yeah, but almost the trailer just called does. it like... They could have called it the Captive King. <laughs> yeah. Something, something yeah. Like, the trailer to me clever, did yeah. get across that like... Hey, this movie is about the Colonel and Elvis's relationship. I mean, because even wasn't even the the trailer narrated by Tom Hanks. <laughs> yes, yeah. They could have even called it like the King, 
because he was known as by the public yeah. the king, but Elvis didn't even want to be called that. So like to have like a play on words like that, it, that would be like the public side of Elvis, mm-hmm. whereas. Yeah, I liked his name, the Captive King. The Captive King. I, well, I loved the I the loved what he said. Thing. The guild, yeah. When he's talked about how he's like he's keeping me in my in my high tower. Yeah, dude. When he talked that whole scene, even though oh, it man. wasn't actually how it happened, I felt like I was suffocating. Oh yeah, like and it was so. I felt so. I felt like I knew exactly how Elvis felt. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it was like my gosh, like, I I didn't know until talking with Hannah, but like he really like some of that stuff that seemed crazy. Like he really like he shot TVs <laughs> like yeah, that was that, he really that did stuff. that <laughs> like to me I was like oh my god like you could like he was just like going crazy and he stuck actually in did some crazy stuff at a couple concerts there at the end because he was on some prescription drugs yeah he did some crazy things okay well, tell me this then uh, the last thing the when they say that this is the last show that he performed that scene they start with Austin and then it like transitions into the real Elvis, but it's so seamless that oh I almost gosh. didn't notice at first. I was like, wait, something's different. Did the footage just like the quality of the footage change slightly? I didn't realize that the person had changed. Yeah. I was like, they must have done a switch here. This might this might be this must be real. Mm-hmm. But I was like, holy crap, like to me that, that was, was that was clean. Like that they was did a so good job. Powerful. Like think remembering <laughs> back, even as someone who is not as invested in the life of Elvis as Hannah like remember, like thinking back to that scene, like I get chills. Like mm-hmm. I, that whole last scene, I mean, I was like emotional as even not being invested. I looked over at Hannah, and she's got tears dripping <laughs> off of her face, <laughs> like like her shirt is wet. <laughs> like I mean, that's that transition from the last performance into just like this collage of Elvis's life and mm-hmm. like some of the headlines and stuff. Like to me, I feel like that was so beautifully done. Yeah, and like I mean, I it made me emotional. Yeah, it was, it was really, very good. I mean, was that actually the last song that he sang? And what was the name of that song? Unchained Melody. Unchained Melody. Okay. He played yeah. it on the piano, and that was his last concert. Yep, the white, the white outfit, everything. Dude, else. he looks so good. Yeah, it was like the when same. he came out in. Oh my gosh, the costume in this mm-hmm. is it was mean, amazing. It was yeah. incredible. Yeah, it was incredible, and like. I loved the movie. I would tell anybody go watch it, uh-huh. you know. But since we're talking about it, obviously, I'll critique <laughs> it. Yeah, and uh, I don't want to interrupt you, but you you're talking about you, you love the movie. You tell people go see it. You know, we kind of joke about Tom Hanks's depiction of the Colonel and how that can be grading at times. And Baz Luhrmann's film style is like, you know, it, it's not it's not bad. But like you think about that for two and a half hours, you're like, oh my gosh, that's so long. But I will say, I mean while there were moments where I kind of would feel like this is dragging a little bit, like this is, you know, it's, I, I was aware of how long the movie was the instant Austin Butler was on stage and was performing or like, I mean, his performance, I mean, I was immediately just enraptured again. and was just like, couldn't take my eyes off the screen. And like mm-hmm. he sold, I mean, you could tell he really embodied the character so, so well that like, as soon as he got back on stage and was performing, I forgot any any like negative mm-hmm. thought I might have had or any like you know oh, how long is this movie going on like immediately I was like <laughs> I was there again yeah. like immediately back into and the and that's exactly how it. Elvis was like in spite of you know the not so great movies you know whenever he came back to concerts like people loved him because they literally said like 
every concert was like he was doing it for the first time mm. and he just put everything into it and he was so good at it and such a natural at entertaining he was just an entertainer you know and he loved it like he loved what he did and so what i was going to say is it ended so sad which is true elvis's life ended and mm-hmm. the world cried <laughs> you know like mm. america at least that's not the world <laughs> he didn't he didn't, he didn't <laughs> you know, do world but too. i mean he was famous. But, like, everyone was sad, you know, and it was sad. And so I get why they ended it like that because it was a good representation of what actually happened. Like, this huge entertainer that people loved so much just died so abruptly, and then it was just, like, grief. Yeah, and just unceremoniously. It yeah. just It wasn't like, you know. Yeah, it's just a headline, right? Is that how? Well, just not it, so unceremoniously is probably not the right way to put it. Uh, just the way that he died was just so unfitting for who he was. Oh, you're talking about in real life? It was, yeah, in real life, Okay, yes. yeah. I thought you were yeah. like, because in, in the movie, I think they don't really performing, and then I think it's just a newspaper headline. Yeah, like, they, don't, they, don't, they don't get into the details of it, which I think was a good decision. Yeah, Because it's not about that. I definitely exactly. think it was a good decision. But showing the plane kind of just disappearing into yeah. the sky, like that kind of thing, I thought it was all. And I, I just felt so sad after the movie. But it, it did make me feel like how I feel about Elvis. Like, he was an amazing entertainer. Like, the takeaways from the movie are kind of the takeaways. If I had to just describe Elvis, like, and how I feel, is like, he was an amazing entertainer. In my opinion, he has the best voice ever. And, like, everyone loved him, you know. But he did give so much of himself away, he never could truly find himself. Mm. And then it all kind of just ended, you know. Mm -hmm. So it was just sad. But I also was like, man, why'd they have to end it so sad? Because that's not what people think about when they think about Elvis. Mm. I I don't think it ended sad. Yeah, so I, I don't think to it, me. I, mean, I, was, I was like there. There were oh, moments leading up to the end that I felt like you felt sad for Elvis, like you felt bad for the situation he was in. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, to Randy's point, I at the end I wasn't. I didn't think it ended sad. I think it. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how to ex- exactly express how I feel, but I didn't feel sad at the end. There's all this negative stuff happening. There's, like, this feeling of him being imprisoned in the international, like, not being able to actually capture the dream that he had went after. And there's a couple things in there that are maybe low-hanging fruit, but I'm all, like, it, it works. Him singing, you know, Caught in a Trap, well, he's literally stuck in this place, <laughs> yeah. is an easy choice to make, but it's still the right choice. Um, him talking about singing the song, uh, it's If I Had a Dream. If I Can Dream. If I Can Dream. And, um, like, all that stuff happening all at the same time. It's like he's, you know, he's singing his experience, essentially. All of that and then going into the end and transitioning into the live footage of him singing Unchained Melody. Like, that right there was the end, like, for me. It just was like that was the seeing the real Elvis actually like smile after singing that song. You could tell he's tired. Not just tired from performing, but just in life you could tell that he's he's gained a lot of weight like he's like he's like carrying the weight of of all of this on him physically not just emotionally and and like spiritually but he's physically has has taken a toll on him but seeing him smile through that and seeing him like take in the 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 love that the audience gives him in the moment to me was like wow and and i'm getting kind of emotional talking about it yeah but like in spite of all of that like negativity that was going on in spite of here he is again, the goblin telling me he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. It, there's like 
a grain, like a kernel of like kernel. That's the wrong word to use. There's a, <laughs> there is a, there's a flicker of like hope there. Yeah. No matter how he died, how stupid it was uh, or unfitting it might've been like that last show was like, gosh, what a way to go out. I love the way that the movie itself, it didn't feel like it was really like spoon feeding you like too, too much information. Uh, the feeling I felt after the movie was over was like this feeling of like still like curiosity about Elvis, the man and the performer. And like after the movie ended, I just wanted to go like dive deeper and mm. like look and, you know, yes, partly because I wanted to see like, well, what really happened and what didn't, you know, what things did the movie, but I don't know, maybe that was, maybe that's part of it too, but I just, it, the end of the movie, like or the movie, I guess in general, it made me want to like dig deeper and find out more. It kept me curious about well, Elvis mm-hmm. and wanting to learn more. I think y'all are making me realize that a lot of these feelings I have are fear of what people will think mm. about him. And that I've just like, if it doesn't show all the happy, glorious things that I'm scared, people are only going to think about the yeah. negative. And so I think like, hearing what other people think about it and not just have like negative things to say. Well, and, and the, that, and that you took, you took away what I have taken away from my experience with Elvis. That to me, like it just means a lot because that's exactly why I was afraid to watch it was because I was afraid of what people would take away from it. Mm-hmm. Well, and honestly, a lot of the negative stuff, I mean, the movie could have gone more into it. I, maybe the, I mean, it had to have been a, an actual like conscious choice, but like, I feel like any of the negative things you do hear about Elvis, the movie really like either didn't touch it or it was very surface level. Like, yes, they show him with another woman mm-hmm. in his room yeah. briefly while he's at the hotel. Like, but they don't like, it's not like belabored that, you know, he they're not, yeah, they're not making it like this is who Elvis was. Exactly. It's like, look, he was that. flawed. He yeah. made mistakes, but like let's let's not remember him for this. Like, and yeah. the movie is very respectful in that way. I think, yeah, you're saying so. Yeah, like even like the drug thing, which was you know even that I don't feel like was belabored too much, and mm-hmm. it was kind of showing that like you know it wasn't he I, he obviously did take the stuff, but it was like it wasn't just like Elvis was a druggie and did all this crazy right. stuff. I mean, it was showed like it was a product of the position he was put in and like the pressure he felt to perform. Mm-hmm. But I mean, not just pressure, but like the him wanting to perform and do his best every single time and like just how often he had to do it. Yeah, they just didn't really, they didn't touch a lot of the things that people know Elvis did that was like bad. Like they don't touch any of like, like I know a lot of people talk about Elvis and Priscilla's age difference. You know, they don't touch that at all in the movie. Yeah. I mean, I don't think they even touch it a little bit. I think it's, they show him meeting her while he's deployed in Germany, but, like, they're kind of portrayed as being the same age. But she looks older when she's, like, yeah. much younger than him. Yeah, mm-hmm. but in real life, you know, he was in his early, mid-20s, and like, she was 14 when they met in Germany. Oh, wow. 23. Yeah, he was 23, 24, and she was 14, so they were about 10 years apart. Yeah, now she didn't move stateside until she, was 18. until she was 18, and, you know, they didn't get married until she was, like, what, 20, 21, 21 something like that. And so, yeah. so it's pointless to to exactly focus on something that didn't yeah. really matter something so that yeah. of that time period wasn't crazy but if you put that in there today and that's exactly what i was afraid of 
is that like there are so many things that if you talked about these things today, people would just, mm. especially in today's culture of just like canceling people and mm-hmm. being so critical of every single thing that people do, like famous people do. Like if you aired out a lot of the things that happened in Elvis's life today, it would just be so unacceptable. But back then, like it wasn't, you know, people didn't think about it like mm. that. And so that did scare me a little bit too. Yeah. You're just thinking like people wouldn't be able to, separate to put their the minds timeline. back in that period yeah, like a lot of the ways like yeah. women were treated or so you know or, you know stuff like that you know at the time would have been very normal yeah but and, and it doesn't had, necessarily make those things right right, right exactly. exactly but it is important to understand yeah. where people came were and at had that time, they so. for instance exactly. lived today would probably not do those things that they yeah. did just like if we lived back then maybe we would yeah do those things you know doesn't yeah definitely doesn't make it right but at the same time like I hate to slander someone that's passed away. I definitely would have thrown my bra and panties up onto the platform. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's comfortable. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like screaming uncontrollably. Yeah. Like, if, I, if I figured I was going to throw them, I probably just wouldn't have worn them. You just wouldn't have them. Just yeah. put them in your pocket waiting. Yeah. You're just like, oh, yeah. these are coming and then, Like the first song, they're already there. You know? Man, it's so. great. Just well, get it over with. I'm so glad to hear like y'all's opinions and thoughts because it isn't my natural tendency to get, be on – the defense, the defensive side, and so I love how like how much you love Elvis. Honestly, <laughs> you make you, you feel like it, it feels like you're his like super protective little sister. Yeah, um, that like that just still looks has a crush on him, him though. <laughs> <laughs> but not too much of a crush. But not too much of a crush. Oh yeah, sorry, my husband just a is sitting right there. <laughs> I mean, dude, that can work to your advantage. You hey, fun fact: Elvis is my tenth cousin. Oh, fun fact. Okay. Huh? I've told you I'm this. Not a tenth um, cousin. That's pretty far. I, I, I was about to say, we I don't know what that means. I, I could not tell you what tenth cousin means. But I don't remember all the details now. Six degrees of Elvis. How my, <laughs> yeah. my fifth cousin, which I had to figure that out, because my grandmother's first cousin's grandson is my fifth cousin. I think that's right. Anyways, I know you said words. He's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There were some numbers. Grandmother's first Elvis cousin. is his fifth cousin. Which would make Elvis my 10th cousin. Interesting, I guess. But you know, there's... Well, okay, <laughs> I, I won't get into all that. <laughs> Anyways, it, it took a lot of our family trying to figure out the connection. That's funny. It's fine. We are well, in, we're in Mississippi. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, I was, I was born here too, so I want to go home and figure out, like, if I'm ninth, if you'll be yeah, jealous of that. Like, exactly. There's no, you probably, yeah. we're probably... He doesn't even care! All yeah. of us are probably related. I I just I I'm not from here, but I I yeah. just was like Tupelo. Hey, I know that place. <laughs> yeah, so. that's yeah. north. Which, which I've been to Elvis's like his birth house I've, in Tupelo. I've been there, but I've actually never been to Grace. Oh my gosh, I can't wait to take you. Yeah, oh. I, I, I to want to. Yeah. You won't put on the headset. I feel thing like I would follow her. Around. I feel like I would appreciate it much more yes. now. Than Thank God, y'all don't know I had how years ago how much. My sister does not want to hear anything about Elvis. And I had to, y'all, let me just tell you, I had to read all four books of the Twilight series to get my sister to watch one Elvis oh, movie. Oh, man, what not a deal. Gosh. Yeah, you really got to I mean, look, I don't read books, though. Like, y'all don't understand. Like, I don't De- read. Your sister really put the kernel on you. And that I, after I got into she's like, it. She's like, I'm one book, guy. <laughs> two books. That's just how much, like, it... I can't believe that my husband will turn on Elvis when we get in the car. 
And it's just like, what? There's someone that I live with that actually <laughs> wants I, to hear I, Elvis? I didn't know too much about Elvis's life, but I have always liked his music. Now, not that I've ever really, like, sought it out that much, but what I have heard, like, I've always enjoyed Elvis's music. I mean, I love older music, and I love, like, mm-hmm. a lot of the music that he drew inspiration from. I love that style of music. And so, yeah, I've, I've always enjoyed his voice and how he sounds. It's just now... I'm more, because of Hannah, invested and interested in the person of Elvis and not just obviously like listening to the songs and be like, oh, this sounds great. (laughs) He sounds really good. Well, guys, this has been super fun. I've really had a good time talking about this movie with you guys. It has been awesome. Um, We definitely have to have you back for something else because this has been a great time. Absolutely. Um, (laughs) 20 years when they make another Elvis movie. 20 years when the next (laughs) Elvis movie comes out. (laughs) The real Elvis. The real real Elvis. Elvis, yeah. But thank you guys for listening. This has been This Is About Movies. And uh, yeah, once again, we're here with, with Grayson and Hannah. See you guys. Thanks for listening.